You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another podcast. Uh, I'm alone today, so we're going to talk Miami, Tennessee. Um, I'm going to start off uh, just telling you a little bit about what's at stake for Tennessee. The Titans have a chance to win their first back-to-back division title since the Oilers took the first three AFL Eastern Division titles from 1960 to 1962. The last time the team went to the postseason in three consecutive years was during a franchise record seven consecutive playoff appearances from 87 to 93. Miami leads the series 21-17. to Uh, The last time we played, the game lasted seven hours and eight minutes due to two lengthy lightning delays. I think most people will remember that. And, of course, our quarterback on that day was Tennessee's quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, This year, Tennessee is 6-2 at home, uh, and Miami is 3-4 on the road. Eight of the last ten regular season meetings have been played at Hard Rock Stadium. That's kind of unusual, uh, but beginning with the 2004 season opener. The last time the Titans won at Miami was October 9, 2016, when uh, Marcus Mariota passed for three touchdowns and added a rushing score in a 30-17 Titans win. Uh, The last meeting at Nissan Stadium occurred on October 18, 2015, where the Dolphins pulled away for a 38-10 win. The Dolphins forced four turnovers and produced six sacks on defense in the contest. While on the other side of the ball, they generated 434 total yards, including 180 rushing yards. So that's that's a little bit about the club's history, you know, uh, with each other. You know, they're, they're usually hard-fought games, and uh, uh, I think it'll be that this Sunday. I looked up some next-gen stats uh, for our receivers, and I, I just found this interesting. I hope you guys do. Jalen Waddle, his average separation is 3.3 yards. His average targeted air yards is 6.8 yards, and his share of uh, the team's total air yards is 22.34%. He's also accumulated 941 receiving yards. Mike Gusecki's average separation is uh, 2.8 yards. His average targeted air yards is 8.5 yards, and his share of the team's air yards is uh, 22.63%. He has 707 yards. Lastly, Devontae Parker has an average separation of 1.7 yards. His average targeted air yards is 12.1, and his share of the team's air yards is 17.66%. And Devontae's got uh, 457 yards total. Tua has a 94 QBR, which places him 17th, sandwiched between Derek Carr and uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Derek's at 94.8, and Ryan is at 91.5. He's got 15 TDs and 9 interceptions, a 70.1 completion percentage, which ranks him number one in the league. 
His yards per attempt is 7.13. In comparison, Tannehill's air yards is uh, 6.9, and uh, his completion percentage is 66.7. He's got 15 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Julio Jones, the wide receiver, can record his 63rd 100-yard receiving game in the regular season and postseason. It would be the 60th such performance in the regular season, ahead of Marvin Harrison's 59 for third place in NFL history, behind only Jerry Rice, who has 76, and Randy Moss, who has 64. Uh, With 13,272 career receiving yards, he needs 111 yards to pass Torrey Holt for 16th place on the NFL's all-time career receiving yards list. That's pretty impressive. He's been been around a while. I'm sure, you know, he's probably not going to be around a whole lot longer, but uh, I kind of hope he makes that. He's always been a classy classy player. This was interesting. Now, you you all know A.J. Brown. He is their best receiver. He's ranked 10th of 130 in pro football focus. Uh, Last week, A.J. had eight receptions on third down. Uh, which happened to be the most by any player on third down since they kept that statistic uh, starting in 1991. Julio Jones was ranked 42 of 130 receivers. Now, with COVID and with some of the injuries, it's hard to know who exactly is going to start. I'm going to give it my best guess, and uh, uh, we'll go from there. Um, Left tackle Taylor Lewan ranks 32nd of 84 tackles. Uh, Roger Saffold at left guard, 24 of 80 guards. At center, Ben Jones, ranked 7th of 37 centers. At right guard, Nate Davis, 24 of 80. Now, he is on COVID protocol, but I'm assuming that he'll probably be back in time for the game, assuming he's not having symptoms. Right tackle, David Quisenberry, is 18 of 84. Tight end, Geoff Swain, is 63rd of 74. Tight end Michael Pruitt is 10 of 74. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill is 7 of 37. At running back, uh, none of these guys had enough carries to really make much of a a PFF impact, you know, because obviously Henry was the bulk of the carries there, and uh, he's not going to play this week. So uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Jillary McMichaels, and... uh, Deonta Foreman are, are the three backs who will kind of rotate, uh, which is what they did last week, and uh, much like we do with our backs. Now, the Titans' defense are 6-0 and in games with two-plus takeaways this season. They're 4-4 uh, four and four with fewer than two takeaways, so that pretty much tells you the magic formula to give yourself a chance to beat the Titans. You can't turn the ball over. On defense, uh, defensive tackle, uh, Tier Tart is 68th of 129. Danico Autry is coming off COVID protocol, and he's 52 of 111. Nose tackle, Naquan James is 123rd of 129. Defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons is 25th of 129. Outside linebacker, Harold Landry III is... Uh, 66 of 111, he's questionable because of a hamstring, but it's early in the week. Yeah, today's Wednesday, so that can rest up by uh, Sunday, I would imagine. The other outside linebacker is Bud Dupree. He's 99 of 111, and he's on the COVID list. So they're a little thin at that position. Inside linebacker David Long is 21st of 81 inside linebackers. 
Also inside linebacker Zach Cunningham is 37th of 81. At cornerback, uh, you got uh, Kristen Fulton, who's 45 of 116. Uh, you got Janoris Jenkins, uh, who's questionable. You also have uh, Buster Screen. Now, he may or may not play because of COVID. Uh, they also have Elijah Molden, who is uh, 39 of 116. And uh, the strength of the back end of their defense, of course, is their safeties. They have two phenomenal safeties. Uh, Kevin Bird at leading those safeties, and he's number one of 91 safeties. And Amani Hooker is third of 91. So, you know, you can see why they're getting takeaways. You know, these two guys are are very good at what they do, and then we're going to have to be careful. Uh, and if you're Tua, you definitely want to look out for them. We'll see how Tennessee chooses to play us, but I know what I would do with the safeties. I'd pull them in tight and uh, dare Tua to keep throwing those short passes. But, you know, <laughs> the drawback to that kind of approach is you can get beat deep real quick. So, you know, we'll see how they play it. There are some matchups I like in the game. Uh, I think our receivers have a good shot against their cornerbacks if if we don't get uh, uh, too careless, you know, with the, with the safeties. Who's going to run the ball for us? That's that's really the question that I have. You know, I, I think I'd stick with what they've been doing. The other question is who's going to be the third receiver? You know, we got Waddle, we got Parker. Who's the third guy? Will it be Ford? Will it be uh, somebody else? You know, I, I I would think it's probably Ford. I don't think Preston Williams is uh, <laughs> coming off the uh, bench anytime soon. But we'll see how that goes. Now, I think our uh, offensive line is going to have a little bit of trouble with uh, uh, their defensive front, but they're not they're not world beaters. You know the their defensive front's not world beaters. Their strength is in the secondary, and uh, that's really what you got to watch out for. Now, their offensive line is very good, but I think our defensive line is pretty good, too. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Ogba, you know, going against Loan and uh, Saffold, you know, those those two guys can play. Uh, their center's doing very well, and... Uh, you know, these these guys are, are good players. Quisenberry at uh, right tackle is not a bad lineman, you know. So our guys are going to have to bring their uh, lunch bail and uh, put in some tough work. But, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not scared of their offensive line. I think I think we can uh, we can have some success against them. Uh, you know, if you speed up Tannehill's clock, you're going to have success. And, and that's got to be your goal, whether you're blitzing or not blitzing. We'll see who they decide to line up at receivers, you know, with the, with the COVID and injuries and this and that. It's really tough to say who, who will be their three receivers on Sunday at this point in the week. Uh, same thing at running back. Uh, I do think they favor Hilliard, but I can't say for certain. You know, we got two pretty good safeties, too, e- even if Jones is out, because I think Roe can step in there, and I don't think we'll uh, miss too, too much. So... You know, I, I'm uh, maybe we do miss his blitzing because he is a phenomenal blitzer. But uh, you know, I'm sure they can make up for that in other ways. We don't have a shortage of people who can blitz, so I'm not overly concerned about that. This is a fun, fun game. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game because there's so many interesting matchups. Uh, you know, their receivers against our corners is going to be phenomenal to watch. Uh, you know, they've really got to be careful with uh, A.J. Brown because he can take over a game, and we don't want that to happen. So 
they're going to have to figure out a way to slow him down. You're not going to shut him out. That's not going to happen, but you've, you've got to slow him down. You've got to make him work for what he gets. And I think we've got the secondary to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And you can't sleep on Julio Jones. You know, you, you've got to make sure you're paying attention to him as well. You know, in the passing game, Tannehill has some targets. Um, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I'm really looking forward to the game. I know I've said that already, but I really am. Uh, uh, I want to see how Tannehill does against our defense, especially if we get aggressive. Um, I'm really interested to see if he can hold up to that blitzing because I have my doubts, but, you know, I want to see it, you know. I don't want to think about it. I want to see it. Uh, hopefully our linebackers, especially the inside linebackers, bring their A game because you know Tennessee is going to try and run the ball. So we've got to have them fill in the gaps and uh, take it on these uh, backs. And that's that's going to be a big key to the game as far as I'm concerned. Lots to look forward to, lots lots to digest, and uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to the game as much as I am. You know, every 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 win you get now ramps up the importance of the next game. And uh, winning in New Orleans was important, but now beating the Titans is more important because you're getting closer to your goal. You don't want to slip up. So hopefully they can come out of Nashville, you know, with a win, and uh, they can play well and stay healthy and. Uh, then we'll be able to look forward to a home game that will have pretty good significance on the uh, last Sunday of the regular season. All right, before we proceed here, I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the matchup itself and how PFF sees it. Um, the spread is up to 3.5 points. Uh, Miami getting 3.5 points. Our chance of covering the spread are 44.1. QB comparison is interesting. Passer rating within a clean pocket, uh, Tua has a 106.8. Tannehill has a 94.8. Passer rating under pressure, uh, Tua has a 61.4. Tannehill has a 60. Big time throw percentage, uh, Tua has a 2.34% and Tannehill 2.95%. Turnover worthy play percentage, Tua has 4.42% and Tannehill has 3.30%. In their 
power rating for quarterbacks. Uh, Tannehill is 14th and Tua is 19th. The team uh, power rank overall, Tennessee is 10th. The Dolphins are 14th. Defensive power ranking is 14th Miami, 16th Tennessee. Power rank offense, Tennessee is 4th. Miami is 21st. Strength of schedule played, uh, Tennessee is 18th. Miami is 31st. Average offensive snaps, pretty close. uh, 72 for Tennessee and 69.8 for Miami. Run play percentage, Titans run 44.9% of the time. We run 35.2% of the time. Percent of pass plays, 55% for Tennessee, 64% for Miami. Over under is 40 points, and uh, most people are playing the under. So that's what that's what PFF has to say about the game itself. Now, let's talk a little bit about what Miami needs to do to win. Um, I think clearly you have to stop Tennessee's running game and uh, put the game in Tannehill's hands. If you do that, you'll be able to blitz more than if you don't do that. If they're running successfully... Uh, they're going to have to play a pretty traditional defense to uh, pull people in and, and, you know, back off the line of scrimmage. So they're, you know, you don't want to put a, you don't want to be in a situation where the back breaks one tackle and he scores. So you, you've got to be careful with how you place your defense. Once you get them out of a running game, then you've got a good opportunity of being able to be aggressive on defense and, uh, kind of dictate the tempo and that's really what that's really the position you want to be in so it's very very important that Miami have success stopping their running game you want to put them in passing situations you want to get them behind the chains and uh, uh, then uh, Flores and Boyer can uh, be a little more aggressive so that would be my first key my first key would be being able to stop the run because it's going to open up our playbook on defense Second key, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, you've got to be able to come away with a couple of turnovers. You want to obviously limit turnovers on offense. I mean, that's the equalizer. Uh, You know, they're a better team than we are. And if we are going to compete with them, we've got to get them to make mistakes. So that's you know, self-explanatory. Plus, I I gave you a graphic earlier that told you when they they give more than – uh, when they're more than minus two in the turnover takeaway department, they tend to lose. Let's get some extra possessions and uh, hopefully get some points. Um, Sanders has got to be on target. Uh, that's another key to the game. We can't be giving away points. We're going to need every point we can get. And if he's got an opportunity for a field goal, he's got to nail it. So that, to me, is pretty critical as well. Uh, field position. Punting's got to be on point and uh Pallardy's actually doing a pretty good job as of late uh you know he's he's been pretty consistent kicking inside the 20 and uh kicking the ball decently when when he's not inside the 20 so you know the beginning of the season it looked like he was not a great punter but he's he's gotten better as the year went on punt returns we've had a real problem returning punts uh So somebody's got to take a hold of that job. I don't know if they'll give it back to Waddle or Holland or who is going to do it. Uh, I know they've been trying out some people that they've neglected to sign. So they've got a plan. I don't know what it is, but uh, whatever it is, it's got to work. They've got to get better field position on these punt returns. And uh, 
Obviously, same applies to kickoff returns. My next key to the game, the inside linebackers, uh, Roberts and, and Baker. Uh, and congratulations to Baker. He just got player of the month. So that that's a nice honor. And that's well-deserved. He's actually been playing very, very well. Uh, but that needs to continue Sunday. Uh, he's got to be stiffer against the run than he has been. Uh, he's getting the accolades for his pass coverage and for uh, his rushing the passer. But we got to get him to... Uh, Stick his head up in there and stop the run a little better than he has, and, and hopefully he will. Same with Roberts. You know, Robert misses some tackles. So Roberts has got to make those tackles. And uh, if he does, you know, he's a pretty solid hitter. He, he could create a turnover if he's uh, on his game. So that's something we need. And uh, lastly, I think the safeties have to have a phenomenal game. Uh, you know, Tennessee's got some wide receivers, and uh, the cornerbacks may actually need some safety help from time to time, and uh, uh, they've got to be in a position to be able to do that because, you know, they can score quick, and uh, that's not the kind of game we want to be in. We want to be able to dictate the tempo. So it'll be interesting to see what Boyer and Flores have in mind for defending this team. Me, I say, you know, you... you you focus on stopping the run on early downs and uh, hopefully put them into a situation where you can zero blitz them and you can do some things creatively to uh, generate pressure, uh, which they've been very good at doing. So you want to play to your strengths, and the only way to do that is is to stop the run. I know I've, I've harped on that a little bit, but I think it's so important in this game. Uh, if Tennessee is able to run the ball, we're in trouble. That's how I see it. Uh, and, and obviously, Tua's going to have to play the game of the season, as far as I'm concerned. He's going to have to come out and take command of the offense. He's going to have to, um, if it's not there, throw it away. He can't take sacks. He can't do things to put our offense behind the chains. So play smart, uh, be aggressive, uh, don't be overly aggressive, and uh, use your players. You know, use your players. Don't don't try and take it all, take it all on yourself. Just methodically move the ball down the field like we've been doing from time to time. And uh, uh, we've got to be a little more consistent with it because I'll tell you right now, one offensive touchdown is not going to do it this week. We're going to have to get in the end zone a couple of times, if not three. That's kind of how I see the game going. Uh, You know, I think it's going to be a tough, tough physical game. I think that's the way Tennessee wants to play. I think at times that's how we want to play. So, you know, I expect a physical game as far as low scoring, high scoring. Well, that depends on how many mistakes are made. It's always tough to predict that. But if I had to bet it, I probably would bet the under uh, because I think this is going to be a 17-14 game, a 20-17 game. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. And that's that's about it. You know, I mean, just kickoff and punt returns are critical. Running is critical. Stopping the run is critical. I mean, these are all basic things you need to do to win any football game, but uh, more importantly with Tennessee, because they are a very good offense, and you want to make them struggle, and they're not going to struggle if it's third and two. They're just not. They're they're too good a running team to do that, even without Henry. That's where our focus needs to be, and, and we've had success stopping the run, so hopefully they can do it. And uh, if they can, if they can force Tennessee into uh, – 
long passing situations. We all know Tannehill. He's not. That's not where he thrives. So uh, I think that we can we can handle them, but it's going to take a perfect game or close to perfect game. And uh, I kind of like our chances. You know, I, I really do. I like our chances. I think if we can play smart and our guys are up for it. Uh, we can. We have the talent to beat Tennessee. Uh, you know, if if you yeah, put a gun to my head and said which team is going to win, I'd probably tell you Tennessee because they're the better team. But I think Miami can do some things in this game to kind of turn the tables in their favor. Uh, but they've got to play well to do so. So we'll see. That's pretty much how it how it shakes out. You know, um, the other thing. Flores has to be aggressive as well. Um, he's going to have to be aggressive in his calls and his uh, mindset. I mean, it's okay to be conservative from a, a, uh, a run standpoint, but when push comes to shove and, and they, they need plays, he's got to be aggressive and uh, uh, not h- pull the reins back on Tua. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, – that's how I see it. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tough, tough physical game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, like I said. And I do think Miami is going to find a way to win. Uh, so that that's about what I got on it, guys. I'd love to hear what you guys think. You know, leave, leave a comment under the podcast and uh, uh, let me know what you think. All right, that's, that's going to be it. Uh, Lou is under the weather, and uh, I'm sure he'll be back uh, uh, next Monday to talk about the results. And uh, until then, fins up, everybody. I hope you enjoy the game. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time. Be well and take care.